Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloramory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. I just turned 53 a few weeks ago. I don't feel 53 at all. I feel like I'm in my 30s most of the time. And yet I'm so thankful to be where I am now with the perspectives and life lived. Oftentimes it feels like I've lived many lifetimes in this one as Carrie Jaroslow, especially when I reflect on the person I was in the different chapters of my life specifically in terms of my experiences within my intimate relationships. This important reflection has brought me astute awareness as to why I've chosen to express myself differently in my relationships, familial, friendships, work, intimate, and of course, the relationship with myself. For most of the first 25 years of my life, this wasn't necessarily a conscious choice. I didn't understand the underworkings of my behavior in and out of relationships. But as I became more aware of how my beliefs, needs, and desires affected my actions, I became more conscious of my choices. I was less ruled by them and more informed and empowered by them. I became more aware of how my needs have evolved and changed during my life. And because I've done my best to stay true to my ever-evolving self, my expression in terms of intimate relationship structure has evolved as well. My needs at 50 years old were much different than my needs at 25 years old. My wounds, triggers, and beliefs were different at 50 than they were at 25. So it would seem logical that my relationships would look and feel different at 50 than at 25, 16, or younger. So if I were to write the story of my life in chapter form, focusing on my relationships, it would play out like this. Chapter 1, From Birth to Age 11 I felt a sense of safety in the arms of a stable, loving environment with a seemingly cohesive parental foundation of my mom and dad doing what I thought moms and dads did. My mom kept the home running, making delicious meals, keeping clean clothes in the drawers, unconditionally loving and supporting my brothers and my interests and hobbies, while my dad ran a business, kept the funds flowing, to also support our comfortable life in middle-income suburbia. I wanted for nothing in terms of security and safety. Chapter two in the story of my life was the ages of, between the ages of 12 and 18. I saw that foundation that I just talked about get rocked to its core. 
the stability of my parents' marriage crumbled, my home life became disjointed and jagged, which sent me into my own internal world to process what seemed impossible at the time to understand. My trust in boys and dating and in life had dissolved. I did what I could to get through school with decent grades, losing myself in theater and music. I wanted to either be alone or be someone else entirely on stage. I needed a sense of groundedness, but felt untethered and floating, uncertain of which way was up. The next chapter, my chapter three, began as I left for college. I went to university several states away. It felt like a foreign land as the culture of my college town was completely different than where I grew up. In my freshman year, I had my first serious boyfriend who I fell head over heels with. We were serious for about six months until one day, seemingly out of nowhere, he broke up with me and I never saw him again. This repeating pattern of the guy breaking up with me seemingly out of nowhere played out for the next decade. The circumstances were mostly the same, a hot and heavy six months with the guy telling me everything I dreamed of hearing, and then a sudden ending that made me question everything that the guy said to me. In this chapter of my life, all I wanted was for someone to choose me and only me, and then stay with me. I wanted and needed to feel secure in my intimate relationships. I wanted and needed to trust the guy and to trust our relationship. This chapter continued into my 20s with my move to New York City. Exposed to very different ideologies, thought systems, and healing possibilities helped me dive into massive internal healing. This chapter brought the realization that my intimate relationships We're playing out what happened in my chapter two, my parents' relationship. My healing work helped me close this chapter and begin a new one with my first husband, Matthew. This was my first relationship at age 27, where the guy chose me. Matthew proposed to me with his mother's wedding ring. It was a moment where I felt like all the healing work I had done, all the perspectives I had gained, all the shifts that had occurred finally paid off. My life with Matthew began my chapter four, a monogamous relationship where I learned to trust on a new level a chapter of deep intimacy in the realm of sharing my heart, being heard, being acknowledged, accepted, and loved, a chapter of opening new ways of thinking and of seeing the world, a partner in rebellion of structured thought on old paradigms of living. I needed and wanted the safety of monogamy to learn this feeling of trust so that I could go deeper into the intimacy with myself. My relationship with Matthew served this beautiful purpose until I unconsciously, and that's an important word, unconsciously, was ready for my next chapter. This was when Matthew told me that he wanted to separate and divorce because he believed we could have a more complete relationship. There are many things that in, that involved, but one of those was that he didn't really want a family. And I was starting to feel ready for one for the first time in my life. And I can say this now with perspective. 
However, at the time, my beliefs that I always got broken up with, that that belief that I thought I had healed, but there were still remnants there, that belief screamed louder than any other belief. This was painful but imperative because it pushed me into the caverns of the unresolved healing that was still there from my parents' divorce. And once I emerged from that, I began my chapter five. This was my relationship with a man I met while working as the director of Blue Man Group in Las Vegas. He, being recently divorced and on a spiritual journey, met me in that same place. I had faced my biggest fear of getting divorced and came out knowing and loving myself more than ever before. I felt a sense of freedom that I had never felt before. I tried on new parts of my personality with a curious mind. I ate meat for the first time in over a decade, experimented with different activities, dressed differently, and embraced my sexuality. So when this new man confided in me that he had cheated on his wife for almost their entire marriage, I expressed the desire to continue dating, but to be open and most importantly, honest with our other romantic and sexual dalliances. In this chapter, I wanted and needed honesty over security. I craved expansion and growth over security and relationship. An open relationship made complete sense to me and felt like the truest expression of this phase of my life. I reclaimed my power by moving into a relationship structure that was my choice. It was challenging, to say the least, but my desire for personal growth outweighed those difficulties. And oh my God, I grew so much during that time. I learned more about open and honest communication and got clearer on what I wanted in my next long-term relationship, which brought me to my chapter six, when a man entered my life during this open relationship. We had known each other for about eight years, having worked for the same company, but in different cities. He had transferred to my city, and the moment he gave me a hug, I had a full body spirit knowing that he was what I needed and wanted. I felt safe in his arms, and I felt protected. We would go on walks for hours with my dogs, talking about what had brought us to our current life chapter. He knew I was in an open relationship and could explore with him if I wanted. He had moved to town after a divorce. He wanted to explore, date, and play, and that's how it started out with us. But after several months, we found ourselves more seriously in love with each other than we thought we were going to be. There was such a sense of ease between us, coupled with common future visions and desires, including possibly one day exploring a less traditional relationship structure. But the priority for us seemed to be creating a family together. We were both in our 30s, and me in my later 30s. We were both extremely close with our family and wanted this for our life sooner rather than later. So after several years of dating, we got married and started our life together. And my chapter seven began with the desire of a traditional monogamous relationship to create a stable family unit. 
Within my chapter seven, we were thankfully able to do just that bring two incredible souls into this world, create as much emotional, physical, and spiritual stability for them while still following our own passions. We moved states, started new businesses, expanded our interests while creating a good, loving family for our children to grow up in. Those first eight years were intense. I'm not gonna lie. Young kids, especially how we chose to parent those children, took our every bit of energy. We co-slept, were up with them through the night, prioritizing their needs over ours, participated as much as possible with their schooling, had no grandparent support, so we were on our own with childcare. I was so sleep deprived in this chapter that some days I didn't know which way was up. My first priority was making sure my kids had what they needed. My second priority was to my business because people depended on me and my contribution. My third priority was my husband and my last priority was myself. This may not have been the smartest way to prioritize our life. Um, It definitely was not the most self-sustaining way, but at that point, we just did and made the best choices every moment for ourselves and our family. And yep, I came to learn that that was completely unsustainable, um, especially the part of putting myself last because I found myself completely burnt out when the kids were three and seven. Once I got into elementary school, I began to focus on myself, regaining my life force through daily self-care. I had lost myself during those years, and I needed to learn and understand who I was at that moment. I couldn't go back to who I was before kids. I was changed and very different, but I didn't automatically know what or who that was. My self-care practice became my self-connection practice, the place every day where I connected to my heart and to my thoughts, to land in the here and now and understand what I really wanted and needed. Once I started to get clear, then I connected with my husband and we had important conversations about what we wanted the next chapter in our lives to look like what we each needed and wanted to end in this chapter and begin in the next chapter. This was, I think, the most intentional that we had ever been. It was around 2018, 2019. This was a year of clarity for both of us, a time that brought us into the present moment, reflecting on all that we'd been through in the past 14 years together and visioning into our future. My needs and desires at the end of this chapter and into my chapter eight were for expansion, questioning, moving out of comfort and into newness. This next chapter would require me in every aspect of my life to breathe into discomfort in order to birth a newer, more actualized version of my present self. So where my needs for comfort, security, and certainty were prioritized at the beginning of our relationship, they were now being replaced with desires of pushing past self-imposed limits, exploration, and inspiration. 
And so my current chapter, chapter eight, began, I would say, in early 2020. Remember that time? I know many people want to forget the pandemic, isolation, living in the unknown, and scary times. They were indeed very scary for me, but also exhilarating when a man walked into my life and rocked it in a way I wasn't expecting. But looking back with perspective, I see that it was all a part of a divine plan orchestrated by something much bigger than me, along with my desires of curiosity, exploration, inspiration, all that that I just talked about that were now being manifested into my physical world. I had a growing attraction to this other man before I realized that this was the intention I had put out into the world the previous year when I allowed myself to feel the feelings I had without shaming them, without feeling bad about them. I decided it was time to talk to my husband. And this was the first step in rewriting my parents' story. After lengthy conversations, my husband supported me saying something to this other man, beginning our movement into a very different relationship structure. It took it from just talking about it to actually stepping into it. And although I have had to face some pretty massive fears, um, specifically about being different or, you know, fears about what people might think about me, it has been so beautiful when I look at my healing journey and all the things that have been healed within me as a result of this relationship and the reflection that the relationship has given me, as well as navigating and learning how to make it all work as best as possible. This man has opened up parts of myself that would have probably remained hidden had I stayed in a monogamous structure. My time with him and our relationship has been and continues to be incredibly nourishing and expansive and surprisingly, to me at least, contributes greatly to my relationship with my husband. They are both very different people and reflect different parts of myself back to me. This structure has stretched my limiting beliefs on love and intimacy and has shown me what is really possible in relationships when we question all the things that we've been told and really look at who we are and what we want in our relationships. It has beautifully fulfilled my needs and desires at this time in my life and has enhanced my life in so many ways. And that young girl who just wanted to be chosen by someone feels so loved. Now, could I have done this kind of relationship structure in my chapter three? Absolutely not. Which is my point in this entire episode. Timing plays a huge part in determining what relationship structure is the best expression of your unique self in any given moment. Even if you choose to stay in the same structure for your entire life, questioning and coming into the present moment with your needs and desires can keep your relationship exhilarating, fresh, inspiring, and fulfilling. 
to start this work on your own, I encourage you to do kind of like a life review, just like I did. This inventory of your relationships can be very insightful. Start with what you observed as a child and find the chapters of your life story. Then ask yourself these questions. What were my needs and desires with each chapter? Have my needs and desires changed over times? How could this reflect my relationship structure desires? I encourage you to be intentional with this kind of reflection. Set a time to do this. Either choose to do it every few months, once a year, or maybe after major life events. When you begin to see the full picture of your life, I encourage you to release any self-judgment or regret. Can you find the perfection in how it all played out? Can you honor and celebrate your story? Embracing curiosity, even in the most challenging of times, can open you up to make each chapter of your life more fulfilling than the previous one. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, carriejarislow.com, Instagram, or TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. Are you feeling stuck or unfulfilled in your intimate relationship? Do all your relationships end in the same way? Do you feel like you've lost the spark in your current relationship? Can you never even find one person who you want to explore a relationship with? If you answered yes to any of those questions, are sick and tired of feeling like a failure in your relationships, and desperately desire a different experience, then my eight-week deep reprogramming intensive may be the answer for you. In this program, I work individually with you for eight transformative weeks. We'll identify the subconscious programming that's keeping you stuck and shift it to a new affirming belief systems. We go deep, we get real, we get results. This is healing unlike anything you've ever experienced before. Here's what people are saying. Jordan from North Carolina said, more has shifted in eight weeks of working with Carrie than 10 years of psychotherapy. Jane from Sanford, North Carolina said, it's honestly changed my life. And Cassie from Santa Barbara, California said, Carrie's laser precision in helping me diagnose where the stuck energy was helped me make positive movement in our first session alone. Absolutely transformational. I love being a guide and witness to these courageous people who claim that they were done with their past experiences and ready for something different. I'm opening a limited number of spots for 2023 and would love to help you permanently transform your relationship experience. 
to set up a free 30-minute clarity call where I'll help you uncover your number one block to fulfilling relationships. Connect with me through the link in the show notes. You are worthy of experiencing deep fulfillment and love in your relationships. This intensive work will help you get there.